So this morning, I want to continue the conversation that we started last week about um, what it looks like to like, let love cover over an offense. And we said last week that what I think can be unfortunate is we can live like, trying to be offended, and sometimes I think it's like whoever is the most offended wins. Like That's how we can kind of think about it. Like, if you're offended by all the right things, then you like win this prize, and that's not how we're supposed to live. Like Certain people, they can have an opinion... And you, uh, in the words of the great Jay-Z song, brush your shoulders off. Like, just who, like, you just don't, you don't need to be that concerned. Like, someone might have an opinion that perhaps is running, and you see it, and unfortunately, we have the ability that everybody has, like, their own social media page, you can get frustrated and talk about it and think about it, and just, with certain people, you're just not supposed to, like, let that bother you. But what about situations when you do? What about when it is a situation or a person that, you know, you do need to have a conversation. You do need to think through this a little bit. Mandy sent me this this week, which I, I thought is, is very appropriate. Um, no one lies more than a mom that says, we'll see, because we ain't about to see about nothing. And that, that is uh, very true, and I'm glad our kids are across the hall right now. Uh, so I can be honest, a little, little uh, parenting, because, yeah, we've had that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. And unfortunately, our son, like, remembers everything. So he does bring it up later again. But, yeah, we just say, we'll see. Like, you don't need to have a conflict in every situation with everything that is happening. You know, sometimes you just got to just say, we'll see, and punt it down the road uh, a little bit. What does it look like for us to live out this proverb? We're going to try to memorize this proverb during this sermon series. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. So what does it look like as you think about the, the conflicts that you have, like to like actively let love lead? To actively say, I'm going to let Jesus take the wheel on this one because I, I just can't do it without him. And I think we all need to recognize that one of the issues that I think we have, that, that I have, that probably you have, is that our lives have just become increasingly comfortable. Like it just seems like you would look back, like your parents and grandparents would probably say like, wow, I can't believe how comfortable you have it. Our son, when he was around three, I'll always remember we were sitting on a couch and we were watching a show and uh, we happened to be at somebody's house and he turned to me and he said, what is this? And I said, it's a commercial. Like, you haven't seen a commercial yet, have you? And he had never seen a commercial. No, it was like the first moment of my life where I was like, back in my day, you know, the person that you don't want to be, you know, it was uphill both ways and we had to watch these uh, to continue. You didn't get to just like choose whatever you wanted and just, it just was, you know, the, the 21, 22 minute version was just there for you. And I think that's just not in, in that kind of way. Just our lives is increasingly comfortable and it seems like we're just making things a little bit easier and a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And there's some great parts to that. But oftentimes, I think we can run from situations where we are experiencing some discomfort when, especially as, as followers of Jesus, we have to learn to press in a little bit. The passage we looked at last week, Jesus starts this conversation by saying to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. And that word we looked at, stumble, is like a trap for an animal. There are going to be things that, that trap you. And again, as we talked about last week, please don't think this is just everything. You don't have to like solve every problem in the world and praise God uh, for that. But what about when it's something that's causing you to stumble that is very real, that perhaps like you're offended by or you've had some issue or there's some conflict between you and somebody else? How are you supposed to deal with it? 
And so Jesus continues this conversation. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, seven times come back and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. If your brother or sister sins against you, and this is the point, really, like for most of us, this is basically the sermon. Because what, what Jesus is, is saying here is if your brother or sister sins against you, and this is revolutionary, talk with them. If your brother or sister sins against you, have a conversation. And again, perhaps there's something that comes to mind. And for most of us, like, this is the sermon for today. I have to talk a little bit longer to get a paycheck. But (laughs) for most of us, like, this is the sermon. How much conflict would be solved if we could just sit across and say, hey, help me understand why this is this way. Or, you know, I I, I saw this happen, or or you did this. Like, can, can you... Help me, and the word rebuke always feels super strong. Like it's like, well, that's, that's a little harsh, um, and it is a challenging thing. It, it's saying something hard to somebody, but at the root of the word rebuke actually is honor. So, to rebuke somebody in this way is to honor them and say, you know, hey, hey, I, I've seen good things in you in your past, and I'm just struggling to understand this. So let me like challenge you in this. Let me ask, why is it? that you, you did this, or can you help me understand this? And I, I don't think we're very good at this because it's so much easier to just fill in the blanks, isn't it? And almost much more satisfying. Well, I learned this one thing about this person, and so like, oh, let me tell you, then I just know these 15 things. You know, I, I don't even, you know, oh man, I can't believe that you know, she does that. I can't believe that he, or, he, he did that. I can't believe it. It's easier to sit, like, not actually face-to-face and to have a conversation and to say, hey, like, help me understand this. Help me get to this a little bit. So for most of us, honestly, most of the conflict that we have, I think, could be at least helped by just sitting across and saying, I I need to have a conversation with you. I I need to understand this a little bit better. I need to see it from your perspective, instead of filling in all the blanks. I like to say often that the problem, one of our major problems, is that we judge ourselves by our motives, but we judge everyone else by their actions. So we judge ourselves, like, well, this is what I was trying to do, even if it's a colossal failure. Like, well, this is what, what I was trying to do, but then all we have in like other interactions for the most part is uh, what, did, what did the person do? And sometimes like they actually had good motives when they started, didn't necessarily end up. And we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt when things go into horrible like situations. But Jesus says, and this is just what's, what's absolutely crazy, and he, he says that you have this conversation, this, this thing that's hard for you to say, and you say it perhaps in an honoring way, and even if like seven times that day that person does the same thing and then that person repents, 
just keep doing it. And you have to question, did the person actually really repent? Like, this seems like a whole lot if it's like seven times in one day. And I, I would say, as, as a definite side in these kinds of things, and as you talk about forgiveness, there are definitely abusive situations that you need to walk away from. And if you feel like you are in some sort of abusive relationship in any form, like, please don't continue to put yourself into that situation. We have resources and things that can help you with that. But I think as we think about, like, most conflicts that we have, like, what Jesus is calling us to do here is radical, and unbelievable. Have your heart so tilted towards forgiveness and grace that if you have this, this conversation and you're able to hash it out a little bit and that person kind of keeps doing it, be so tilted towards grace that even after the third time, you're going to believe, I, I think she's going to do better this time. Well, I believe that he's maybe going to get it right. And this is such a high bar. Imagine if we could all do this. Like just if we could, in our community, in, in the people that you interact with, imagine if you could just do this. How much would it help? And it's incredibly hard because the disciples say this right after Jesus gives them this. Should be up there, I think. Next slide. Yes, the disciples say, increase our faith. Jesus tells his disciples to do a lot of hard stuff and they sometimes do respond like this, but this is just like, whoa, whoa, this is so hard. You want us to love like that? And then, like, repeatedly love like that over and over and over again. And so their, their knee-jerk response is just increase our faith. This sounds incredibly difficult to live in community and to sometimes have difficult interactions and, and hard things for us to deal with. And, and you just, you want us to be like, that seems unbelievable. Increase our faith because this is just so hard. And this is why I think it goes so contrary to live out this kind of calling on your life is the opposite of a world that increasingly becomes more and more comfortable. We, we have things getting easier and more comfortable. And so I think oftentimes when things get a little bit hard, that's when we're like, oh, I'm out. I, I'm not going to be part of that anymore because that's hard for me. That, that's difficult. And I think oftentimes it's in those moments that we sometimes learn some hard things about other people, but then we also learn some hard things about ourselves. My wife and I have done uh, some work with a thing called the Enneagram. If you're familiar with it, it's a, it's a, it just helps you understand uh, your personality a bit. And uh, one of the like, core teachings of the Enneagram is that the best thing about you is also the worst thing about you. Like the thing that like actually makes you you and makes you super talented and like really is your gift to the world. If you just expect everyone else to have that gift in the exact same way, like spoiler alert, they're not going to. Like if you expect them all to and you have this like these certain standards that you're constantly going to be frustrated because your gift is your gift and it's important and it's needed and it's necessary. But just because someone else doesn't have it doesn't mean that you can just walk away from the table. Sometimes like these things that are hard for us to learn are sometimes really important 
And we need to continue to show up for these kinds of conversations in these places where like perhaps that person needs to learn something from you, but also you need to learn something from them. This is how we grow. And that's when the disciples, and I think all of us, just go like, increase our faith. Like, I'm not too interested in that. Like, that's really hard, Jesus. And Jesus is like, I know. But it's what you, it's what we all need. And then Jesus keeps teaching. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Just stop right there for a second. If, if you, hold on to that one. If you have faith, when we see this passage, and I've thought about this passage before, almost like uh, Jesus' magic tricks. Like, if you only had faith and you could walk up to like a non-believing person and say like, look at this tree. And then like you could do, if, if you only had just like a little bit of faith. But I think about how like this is in the context of a conversation about radical forgiveness. And it's in the context about of like radical community. And his disciples are just like, if that's what this is about, then I'm out. I don't really necessarily increase our faith because that just sounds incredibly difficult. And what Jesus is saying to them, and I think also to us, is you can do this. With, with just a little bit of an understanding. With just a little like morsel of an understanding of what it means, what, what I've done for you, my, my love for you, with an understanding of what forgiveness looks like with just a little bit. You're capable of doing this. And I know that that's hard for us to sometimes understand. It's hard for us to believe. It's hard for us to think about, all right, you know, who is it that I need to, to sit with and have like an honoring but challenging conversation? Like, I don't necessarily want to do that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to become a whole thing. I don't really necessarily want to do it. But Jesus says, if you come at it the right way, you can live this out. And if you're bent towards forgiveness, and if you're willing to sit down and, and sit through it and understand that there might be something that you don't necessarily like that even comes out of the conversation from the other side, but there's also going to be some stuff from your heart that you need to watch as well. You can do it. Oftentimes, I think we believe this idea, people say like forgive and forget, but that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is saying, like, no, what, what you did, this situation, this, this hurt me. And I'm going to explain to you why it hurt me. So it's actually naming it. it it's, it's a, this is a painful thing. This has been painful and hard for me. Let me name it. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to forget about it and it's all just going to be. No, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is saying, no, no, this, this hurt me. And sometimes it's important because the person doesn't even know. Being willing to say, like, this, this hurt me. I'm going to name that this hurt me, but I'm going to look it in the eye and I'm going to talk with you about it. And then we're going to move forward. Because I believe in how much I've been forgiven and I believe in how much you've been forgiven. There's going to be people in heaven that you're going to be surprised are there and then there's going to be some people who are surprised that you're there. You're like, wait, what? That guy, how, how does that make sense? 
But if you have faith, just a small, if you're able to, just, just a little bit, if you could just, just have this and have this, this bent towards forgiveness, how much would it work on your heart? And how much would it help if you're just willing to sit and have the conversation instead of talking with others about it and, and having like the, the perspective and just hearing from those who already agree with you perhaps and continuing in that space? Like what would it look like for you? to do this. And again, it doesn't mean that you, you forget it, and perhaps it doesn't even mean that you enter into the same kind of relationship that you had before, but the forgiveness that, that we all need to experience is something that's for us. It's not even often for the other person. And we don't necessarily feel like it very often. There's a pastor who, who says this named Tim Sanchez, uh, you move from forgiveness to healing, not from healing to forgiveness. That Oftentimes when it comes to this sort of thing, like we like want to reach this point where we feel like it and forgiveness is a process, but in a lot of situations, you're not ever going to feel like it. Sometimes it takes us saying like, this is going to be my knee-jerk reaction. I am going to give this up to God and turn this over to Jesus and understand that I am, am going to have this attitude and this is what I'm going to think. And then I understand that that is going to help me heal not, all right, let's wait for like exactly when I'm feeling like it and the perfect situation happened, and then I'm going to forgive that person. It's just not how it works. I think of in 2007, there was the tragic shooting at an Amish school, and 10 little girls were shot. Five of them sadly were killed. And as the news covered that story, everyone was shocked by how the Amish community just said, we forgive him already. And the shooter had killed himself and the entire Amish community went to the funeral. And we look at that and we hear that kind of story and think, how is that even possible? I think it's because those people knew that forgiveness is, is a decision. And it, of course, doesn't mean that there's not grief. It, of course, doesn't mean that at times there needs to be some boundaries. And, of course, it doesn't mean that you just pretend like it didn't happen. But for them, it was a decision that was already made. It's something they'd been practicing. So maybe there's someone that comes to mind that you need to sit with. And if you don't have somebody, just have this in the back of your mind that someday you might need to. How much conflict could be solved if we were able to just sit across from each other and not make assumptions and not assume about all the other side and to be so bent towards forgiveness that we would have like good feelings about somebody that we would continue to believe in them even after some of these hard conversations that perhaps we need to have. And I know that it's not easy because the disciples, they just say, increase our faith. This just seems really hard. But I think ultimately, it leads us all to better places of healing. So who perhaps do you need to sit across from? And again, not to say that it didn't hurt you or that there was something that was difficult from it and actually to name it, that this was painful for me. But I see this pain, 
I name it, and I choose to forgive you because of the great love that I've experienced from God.